0: Welcome to the HSO Dynamics Matters podcast, your regular sonic dive into the world of Microsoft technology-related matters and much more besides. I'm your host, Michael Lolland, where today I'm joined by Simon Gray, Head of ERP of Public Sector Experts and our esteemed partner at Genesis. Simon and I had a good chinwag about the important things to consider when deciding what technology is right for you. We spent some time really getting to the nerve of understanding why you might need something before committing to the investment. So grab a brew, sit back relax enjoy the show tea or coffee
1: coffee how do you have it uh black and sweet oh
0: how many do you have a day do you think
1: <laughs> about eight ah!
0: yeah i've seen I, i've seen mine rocketing up as well while okay. i've been in lockdown um work hard or play hard
1: oh why not both
0: <laughs> what would you prefer Probably the plane
1: <laughs> yeah probably the plane but i do enjoy my work so you know
0: there you go uh, text or phone call text start big or start small big all right and we're sort of talking about here about the, the idea of local government authorities taking on technology and identifying the things that are right for them and the approaches that are right for them. So from your perspective, in case of the start big, start small, if a local government authority is deciding what technology is right for them, how do they go about it? What, what, what sort of things would they be thinking about?
1: OK, so the really key point is to think about the broader strategy. So a mistake that can be made is to think of ERP or finance in isolation. So actually to have a view of what outcomes it is that you want to achieve, Um, how the technology will benefit you. So actually, what impact is it going to save you money? Is it going to empower your staff? Is it going to enable better services? Just having a clear idea in terms of I want to do this and I want the outcome to be X. If you do that through a rigorous process, then the technology will actually speak to those outcomes and that vision, rather than saying, here's a bunch of technology. I'm going to buy this and then see what I make of it.
0: Uh, okay, so you're not looking at the technology per se and, and selecting the thing that you think is the best fit. You're actually, well, you're thinking about uh, the problem and the strategy and where you want to go forward before you then, okay, we've got that in place. Now we're going to look at the technology that might fit into these these different things that we're looking to achieve. Is that the kind of sort of
1: approach? Yeah, technology is part of the jigsaw. It's an enabler but, you know, local authorities, their business is not technology, their business yeah. is not, you know, configuring and developing applications. What they want is something that will help them achieve their outcomes, which is better outcomes to citizens, uh, better value for money in terms of uh, council tax and actually freeing up time from their staff, which is their most valuable resource. Yeah. So having a clear view of that and then saying, OK, how would I do that? How would technology enable me and support that? And thinking of the change journey, thinking of, well, I've got this problem to fix now. Where am I going to be in five years' time, in 10 years' time? How okay. does that fit? Uh, lots of councils put off this conversation just because they see it as a, too difficult or it's a burning platform. Okay. So they only replace when it becomes a problem that they have to fix rather than thinking of what is it that I actually want to achieve? What could I do?
0: Is it a lot to do with, um, you mentioned it's difficult or, or it's perceived as being difficult. Do you also see it as cost consciousness? There's a lot of that in, in within local authorities.
1: So all local authorities, by their very nature, are cost-conscious. You know, it, it's our money, effectively. Mm-hmm. It's our services. And there are a lot of pulls on the, their finances in terms of uh, providing support to children, adults, and the wider community. So, you know, a finance system is is not the thing that drives them. Um, so, yes, they want to deliver money as efficiently as possible and to spend money as efficiently as possible yeah that's the main driver is improving services so if you speak to anybody on local authority what they're passionate about is how do we improve how do we get things done and there's a lot of pressure in local authorities so i actually think that you know a conversation says we're, we're willing to make difficult decisions we're willing to go on a difficult journey we just want to know what it's best for our people and fits to our strategy um, and, and that drives them
0: I think mean, that's a great message. I think that's the best message, you know, out, out of it all. That these local authorities are thinking about the people they're serving, the needs of the communities they're effectively serving, and and in supporting uh, those communities and in supporting those those needs and delivering the services. Do you think there are some quick wins to help them? They, we, we often talk in technology circles about this big bang approach. you know you, you, you think you want to rip everything out and, and chuck in this big new foundation and that's going to get you from from A to Z probably, but that's going to take ages and cost lots of money. But is there are there more quick wins that you can put in place for potentially those more budget constrained authorities or those who just want to get some services sorted fast? Are there quick wins that you would you come to mind?
1: So you can definitely look at the problems that you face as an organization and not try and bite it off in one chunk. So you can split finance on HR, for example. You can go on a journey. Um, You can look at how you've integrated your system. So actually, have I plumbed all of this stuff together? Data is absolutely fundamental. So one thing that wastes a lot of time in local authority Uh, delivery for the staff that's involved is moving data from one place to another or joining the data up. So Mm. having a view that you you can actually, how do I get a picture of this? How do I see where the money's going, how I'm spending it, how I can deliver efficiencies? There can be very quick wins just from understanding your data. There's obviously quick things in voice processing and things. Mm automation that's coming into play now and there's a lot of work being done around ai and how that can do with a lot of the processing and automating the steps so you can look at those fundamental process breaks but you do need a platform to build on so you do need to say okay if it's crumbling underneath then you can put all the plaster on you want but it's still crumbling underneath so you do need to look at the, the basics and that's why i say i go back to the outcomes i want to be there in two years mm. time how do i get there
0: OK, OK. And what are the sort of general problems and challenges that that, that many local authorities um, face? You mentioned they're a kind of a crumbling foundation or they've, they've got an infrastructure that's been built up over time. What are the general things that you're seeing out
1: there? So a, a big thing is the pressure of uh, uh, public sectorism in general. I mean, lo- looking at the pressures they've been put under in terms of their budgets have been reduced, there's more and more call on their services. And actually, for a lot of the back office teams, that means they're having to do a lot more work with a lot less funding and availability of resources, et cetera. So that's the big thing is time is becoming constrained and pressure and real pressure in terms of service delivery. So I think that's what we've got to recognise when we're dealing with public sector is they're there to serve us as the public and community. Yeah. and And we don't want them wasting their time on things that do not add value and that's not what they want to do. So I, I think, you know, recognizing that the level of work is just going up and up and up in, in public sector and particularly in local government into delivery services. And actually their enabling technology isn't keeping pace. No one's got a magic wand but somebody mm. says, oh, and here's 20% efficiencies that's going to free up the time of your staff. And people talk about things like self-service as if that's going to be a magic mm. uh, pill that's going to fix all the problems. But actually, is it self-service that's right for those people? Will it actually make their lives easier? Um, so that's what I think we need to understand in terms of challenges for them is it's a lot of time, a lot of pressure. It's legislative pressure. You know, it's yeah. statutory pressure they've got to live to. And they're the people who can you know, be on the front page of a newspaper when their services fail. We have to recognize that our job is to give them as much time as possible to deliver those frontline services.
0: So technology is almost the, the step on from yeah it's it's an odd picture it as this you know you're you're a local authority you've you've got a technology platform in place it has been there for years it's been performing what it's supposed to have been performing but growing pressures of today the growing number of citizens are being served the growing you know diversity of needs that need to be served the pressures they're under the budgets they are under actually technology will help a lot of those things will, will help get services out there faster and and all these sorts of things won't it
1: yeah, a lot, a lot of my customers, what I found is they're working harder and harder. So mm-hmm. as those pressures increase, um, the job has to get done and they understand those pressures. So, you know, they just put their heads down and they work longer hours and longer pressure. Um, no one's fixing the underlying root causes of mm-hmm. the problems. They just have to respond and get things done. And I, I think, you know, that's what when we talk about outcomes and, and I want to keep going back to that message, okay, the, the end goal here is that you spend less time doing non add tasks that we automate, so we make things more efficient and we make things easier for you because I can guarantee we're in the middle of COVID right now. There'll be another challenge in 12 months' time and five years after that, et cetera, and they'll have to reshape, reorganize uh, and actually re-deliver, You know, redefine how they deliver services. They need flexibility to do that and yeah. they need enabling technology that allows it
0: if you had to offer um I, I think i know where you'll go with this, um, but if you had to offer one piece of advice to a local authority who's looking to to em- empower the, their workers to to provide better services to connect uh, or, or collaborate better with their back office staff where should they begin or where they, might you advise that they would begin?
1: Data is a great place to start in terms of understanding what's actually gone in your organisation. I think for, for a lot of teams, if you have to look at actually the work that's been done to produce the outputs, you don't realise how much work goes into that in terms of manual manipulation or fixing processes along the way. So I think having a clear understanding of that data, and then understanding what your technology can actually do for you. I mean, a lot of these uh, customers they've been dealing with a static technology provision for a long time they just don't know what they don't know and why would they that's not their market so i think part of our role is to say actually do you know that we can automate that Do we can take that pain away that we can make that easier and i think making sure that they're having that kind of torch shone on their process to say we can help it's not just about spending money to make the problem go away it's about actually freeing time up of your staff
0: Simon's key message was to not think about ERP in isolation, but to consider the broader strategy, always with an eye on your eventual outcomes and what you want to achieve. And Simon believes that as a starting point, data is a great place to begin, because data helps you understand what's really going on in your organisation. Insight that can then guide you on deciding what your best next steps are, when it comes to technology decision-making. Now, I hope that gave you some useful insight, and the good news is there's more to come. So stay tuned for more on Dynamics Matters podcast by visiting www.hso.com forward slash dynamics hyphen matters. And until next time, take care of yourselves.